Use the word father for God and many people cringe. Whether it's a bad dad thing or a masculine thing or an unwanted patriarchal feeling, the name Everlasting Father in Isaiah 9 is not always received as good news. I'm hoping today's 10-minute podcast can help us understand this reference in perhaps a new way and even maybe celebrate the hope that it brings. I'm Lori Short, and I've been doing a special four-week Advent series out of Isaiah 9-6, and today we're on the reference Everlasting Father. So let me go ahead and open by reading this verse in Isaiah 9. It's verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Last week we talked about Mighty God, but today we're on the reference that's probably the most mysterious to me. I don't know about you. But especially since Jesus is referred to as the Son of God and often refers to God as his Father, this reference, Everlasting Father for the Messiah, can be somewhat confusing. But Isaiah isn't talking about a confusion in the Trinity. He's talking about the Messiah sharing in the characteristics of God. And one of the character qualities he will share will be Everlasting Father. But it's really important to note that this reference to father is not patriarchal. It's highlighting a characteristic of the Messiah, that he will be like a father in all the best ways. Kind of like when you refer to someone who has loved you and cared for you, and you say, he's like a father to me. Someone who's actually maybe filled in the gaps where earthly fathers have let you down. I actually personally understand this because my parents are divorced. They divorced right after I went off to college. And there was a time when I adopted other dads that filled in the gaps during seasons of my life, especially when my dad got remarried and started a new family. I needed people to step in where he was not available. And I remember there was this one man when I was the youth pastor at First Presbyterian Church of Berkeley. His name was Alan Davidson, and he was a leader in the church that I served. And he and I just developed this father-daughter relationship, and he cared for me in all the best ways. And Alan actually tragically died of cancer several years ago, but he made an imprint on my life as a dad. And I referred to him like a father. But when I used that word, it was all the best ways. And I think that's what Isaiah is talking about. The Messiah will have the character quality of being like a father. And we actually see that parent quality in Jesus. He's like a father and a mother in the way he cares for people. And he's still doing that today by the power of his spirit. Isaiah is also making another purposeful reference to the divine nature of the Messiah, just like we talked about last week with Mighty God. When he says, Everlasting Father, Jesus is saying that this Messiah will have a power that will carry on into eternity. Everlasting Father is not earthly Father. It's not a Father who will fall short or die or leave you. He will be caring for you to the end to the end of time.
It also indicates that the Messiah will be one with God the Father. They will share a common nature. And you know, Jesus references this several times. I talked about one verse last week, but there's another verse in John 14, 9 and 10, where he's speaking to Philip, one of his disciples, and they're talking about the Father. And Philip is saying, show us the Father. And Jesus says, if you knew me, you would know my Father. In fact, Philip, from now on, you have known him and seen him. So in a very real way, Jesus puts himself parallel to the Father and indicates that he shares the divine nature that God the Father does. God is one in nature and essence, but he has three manifestations, and we know this by the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. This is kind of a simplistic illustration, but it's sort of like thinking about water and how we look at water and it can be three different manifestations of the same substance. It can manifest itself as water or ice or air when it's steamed. Nothing's changed within the substance, but outside forces have caused that particular manifestation to change. And that's a little bit, though simplistic, of an illustration of what it's like with the Trinity. But personally, I think one of the best illustrations of the Trinity was the book and the movie that I recently saw a couple years ago called The Shack. And if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. And it's this beautiful illustration of the Trinity and the relationship of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is presented in such a captivating way. And actually, God the Father is portrayed as a woman, and she's called Papa. And she carries these fatherly qualities of God in a warm and loving way. And I love that. At times in the film, she's actually portrayed as a man to show this fatherly quality of God is not gender related. It isn't primarily masculine or feminine. It's beyond that, more of an everlasting parent who loves us more than we can fathom. And I think that's what this reference, everlasting father, means. It's a little bit like that papa, the warm daddy, the father, that is a father in all the best ways. And if you've never had an example of that, that I believe is what Jesus shows himself to be. And of course, as we prepare for his arrival, he comes as a representation of everlasting father in all the best ways. Everlasting father is the papa that you need. And I believe the Messiah is called Everlasting Father to show that Jesus can fill in the places that your dad may have lacked. And some of us have had wonderful fathers, but you know what? Nobody is perfect. And some of us have not had wonderful fathers. Maybe some of us are missing our fathers. And I believe that this reference does not have to be seen as negative but something incredibly positive, that we have a God who wants to fill in all those places that maybe our earthly examples have lacked. And so from now on, when you hear the phrase, everlasting father, 
and maybe formerly you've been tempted to cringe because of some of the examples that you've had of it, I pray that you will feel the safe and warm presence of the Papa, the Papa love that Jesus has for you. I'm praying that this Christmas is celebrated by you in a new way because of the understanding of all that the Messiah brings for us. And it's his arrival that we will be celebrating next week. Thanks so much for tuning in.